back to Airplanes and Anecdotes. I'm Sarah, and it's just me today, and I have a very special guest, my boyfriend, Judah, who you know him from our intro and outro music. So, Judah, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Glad to be here, babe. Um, <laughs> name is Judah Kim, and uh, yes, Sarah's my girlfriend. <laughs> You're so lucky. <laughs> I'm very, very lucky. Very blessed. Uh -huh. As my mom would say. Yeah. So today we're actually going to talk about our trip to Italy in 2019, which was Judah's first trip abroad. So it was the first time he's ever left the United States. And so we, Jazz and I thought that he would be able to offer um, a different perspective from someone who, you know, doesn't travel as much and really had their first exposure to traveling a bit later. But before we get into the episode, I do just want to let you guys know, uh, as we were talking about in our previous episode with our transfer from Wix to Bluehost, we actually need to move over some of our blog posts. So if you have been listening and you go to our website and you don't see the blogs, just know we are working on moving them over and you should see them within the next week. So just wanted to let you guys know about that. And I think that's all. And now let's talk about our trip. Excellent. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> Me too. And to do this with you. Me too. Um, it was a real trip just, you know, in preparation for this, since this was back in January of 2019 to look at all the photos of the trip you know I you know you remember I was a, like sort of a, a madman with the camera uh, I yes. just kept taking pictures all the time of everything <laughs> yeah every meal we ate before we could even like dig into the food Judah had to take a picture there's like one picture of me where like my hands are like reaching out for pizza because he told me to wait <laughs> until he took a picture so we have dozens and dozens of pictures and I'm glad that I did because it was easier to sort of fall back into the recollection of those feelings and um, the memories that we had on that trip so go me <laughs> yes go you so first first off this was a this was a birthday gift from sarah i had mm -hmm. um she said uh guess what i'm gonna i'm gonna get you um, plane tickets anywhere and i was like wow okay <laughs> and um the first thing that popped into my head was italy uh no rhyme or reason i just thought it would be a great trip you yeah know, somewhere somewhere new to be honest i was a little apprehensive about leaving because i had never left the country before and, you know, I didn't know what to expect. It's not that I was necessarily afraid of leaving. I just didn't know. Uh, I just didn't. I don't know if I could either afford it or that it would be for me, really. So with that said, um, I was in for I was in for a real treat. You know, it seemed like a lot of stress at the time because money and, and time and all these things. First thing was to get my passport, which which very easy actually in hindsight. You just mm -hmm. went to the post office and took a photo and filled out some information and got it. You know they say they, they give you like the really long time that it, it'll take mm -hmm. uh, months and months or whatever. But this took two weeks I think, and I got it right in the mail. Mm -hmm. So that was that was no issue and it was it was pretty seamless. Yeah. Your passport picture is also, like, you look like you're modeling in it, and it's honestly 
I'm kind of jealous because I look like a legitimate serial killer in mine. So <laughs> congratulations. Yes, I remember. Thank you. If I remember correctly, yeah, they were, they were like, okay with me doing a couple takes. <laughs> You're so annoying. <laughs> okay. So that was, that was nice. So um, I guess the day we left, we took the train from 30th Street Station to... Newark. We, we didn't fly out from Philly. Yeah, we, no. we rode up to Newark because Sarah being uh, the tra- travel guru in this relationship, she kind of knows the best ways to get there and everything. So we yes. we took the train from 30th Street to Newark, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of, a, if I remember correctly, a confusing airport. Yeah, it is. It is definitely confusing. Well, I mean, I've seen worse in terms of airports, but yeah, Newark, it can be confusing for sure. And actually, we got a Norwegian flight out of Newark and unfortunately Norwegian doesn't fly out of Newark anymore they only fly out of JFK uh, to cut their costs so I think I think we flew out of Newark and then like later that year they stopped flying out of Newark so we got pretty lucky as we all know Norwegian has the cheapest fares on the market and the best quality of planes for the fare that you get so just a little plug for Norwegian. Hopefully, hopefully they survive. Hopefully they survive. <laughs> really worried. Because the you know the flight on the way back, which is we actually flight a Norwegian flight on the way back, mm-hmm. and we'll get to more of that towards the end of the trip. But it was, it was a really grand experience. Yes. And you know that's a good segue into where I want to go with uh, the the flight to Italy because it was not a grand experience. It was ter- Oh, it but, was terrible. I mean, uh, I felt bad. I. May have <laughs> was not paying attention when you told me that the the flight was a sort of a leap, like a Norwegian flight that uh, it was technically Norwegian, but the plane mm-hmm. wasn't Norwegian. Yeah, we've talked about this before, but Norwegian wet leases planes because the Boeing Max, the one that the plane that's grounded where there was two crashes um, because of the model of the airplane. Norwegian bought like a ton of those uh, airplanes and they actually can't fly them at all until Boeing fixes them. So Norwegian has been wet leasing planes to, you know, keep up their service levels. So we had the misfortune, truly misfortune of getting on one of those wet lease planes. And it was not a fun experience, honestly. Yeah, I just remember sort of trying to sleep. Yeah. I, I can never sleep on airplanes, but you never I, sleep, period. You know, I still try anyway. And I just remember it being kind of like dark and sort of, I don't want to use the word dingy, but that's just kind of the emotion, mm-hmm. if you will. It just felt like dark. And there was yeah. a baby crying yeah. somewhere on the plane. And uh, I was just like, I can't do this. this <laughs> How long is the flight? 14 hours? No, it's only eight hours. Eight hour flight. Direct. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it must have, it did feel like a long time. Um, On the flight, yeah, there was a baby crying, which like, of course, babies don't understand what's going on, but it is still exhausting, like hearing a baby cry for hours on end. Clearly, we're not parents, so we're not used to that. So there was a baby crying, but also the plane was like kind of old, so the air filtration was not great at all. Oh, so dingy is probably a good and, word. Yeah, dingy is a good word. So like the inf- there was no in-flight entertainment. Like you know how most of the time if you're on a transatlantic flight, you can watch movies on like the little TV thing like in front of your seat that did not exist. So we mostly just tried to sleep and we thankfully had the road to ourselves. But 
I felt really bad because it was Judah's first time flying internationally. And I was like, well, this is not a good introduction to our trip, but. Yeah, it definitely, uh, like, as I got off the plane, kind of like, you know, like, as you do, sort of, I get kind of headaches when I, when I land and stuff. But um, when we arrived, we, after, after, I don't know if you want to say anything about baggage, but we went right to an ATM to, to get some euros. Yeah, we got some euros. Yep. Um, yeah, that's when we were using Travelex cards, which we don't use anymore because of the fees. But yeah, we use our we Judah Judah and I we put uh, a combined amount of money onto our Travelex card, and we just kind of like took out euros from that. And yeah, the first time we got some euros was at the airport. And if I remember correctly, we there was a there was a tiny little cafe, mm-hmm. and because we yeah what um I don't forget what it's called, but we when we got there we got some coffees yeah. And, I think Much it was my, needed. It, yeah, for sure. And it was <laughs> it was my first experience to uh, what I would see a, about Italian culture and coffee versus American culture and coffee. Like we yeah. love our Starbucks to be freaking huge cups, yeah, and these and Dunkin' Donuts to be extra large and large cups, yeah. And the Italians just have these tiny, tiny like what we would probably consume as like espresso sized, yeah, cups of coffee, you know. Um, uh, so, anyways, from there we we arrived in Rome. Yes, and, we did. Um, I left all the planning up to Sarah um, because she again is the travel guru in this relationship. <laughs> so we got to to Rome, and then we went immediately to Florence because yes. the idea was is that we'd we'd want to end up in Rome so that we could fly out of Rome. Yeah. And there are there no flights to Florence. There is. I was just gonna say it's. The cheapest by far to fly directly to Rome rather than Florence or Naples or wherever you're going. And the train system in Italy is like very easy to understand. It doesn't take very long to get to like, I've done this before. We'll talk about it too, but we did this in Florence. We did, Jazz and I just did this. We went directly from the Rome uh, Viumicino airport to Naples as well. So you could... I definitely recommend if you're going to Italy, fly into Rome and then you'll be tired, but it's worth it to just kind of get on the train and end up at your first destination and then end in Rome. That way you're not stressed out trying to make your flight. It was definitely a lot of travel that day. And if I think it was about four or five-ish. It was when the we, evening, yeah. Yeah, when we landed. And then because when we got to Florence, we took the train system, um, which was, and it was night. And then from Florence, we... Um, we, we took a cab there. Mm-hmm. They had an interesting sort of cab stand. I, I found it to be somewhat organized. Mm-hmm. It looked chaotic, but there were, I remember there were sort of like three yeah. lanes of three lanes of like tons of cabs. Yeah, at the train station. And then, yeah, we, we, we got into ours. And then we sort of drove around Florence at night. And it was just, I remember just being sort of very captivated by the sights of it all yeah the old roads and yeah. like the tiny buildings everything was just so much smaller there yeah it was know. definitely a treat driving through florence um and it was right after the holidays so there were some kind of like there was still like lights up and it was just like really like picturesque and beautiful and it was really like a good payoff honestly for all that travel we did that day to like be mm-hmm. able to like be in florence together yeah, we should probably mention that we went in January with a, and you know, we looked it up and the weather was like 40s yeah. to 50s, which is like certainly manageable. Yeah, Italy doesn't, to me, and we live in Philadelphia and it, the winters have not been super cold here, but Italy definitely is a bit warmer in the winter than it is here. 
And I imagine, you know, during the peak months that it's probably really overcrowded as well. Oh, especially for sure. like places like Florence and Rome where you have a lot of tourism and everything. Yeah. So it was it was quite perfect. We I think we saved money and just maximized our experience in that regard. Yeah. Um, so the, we got to our Airbnb, which was in this sort of alley, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, it was cute. Yeah, and and don't get the wrong impression that the alley was just so like amazing. Like even at night, it was so cool. And then our B and B was down like another like sort of alley. Yeah. If you will. Yeah, and it was in the like the ground floor. So it was, we didn't have to climb any stairs, which if you listen to the podcast, Jazz and I are always complaining about climbing stairs, but this time there was no trouble, thankfully. The uh, Airbnb is in, was in the San Nicolo neighborhood, which is not super touristy, but it is right across the river from like the main places that you'll want to see, like the Duomo, the museums and all that stuff and it's a really like nice picturesque walk yeah it really was Mm -hmm. i mean about that you know about that morning walk actually before that like i i remember you know we're both coffee nuts so like we yeah you know making coffee that morning again the the size and (laughs) you know they don't have coffee pots so we had to like learn how to use a percolator Okay, you know, Judah like learned. Single serving not me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I think at one point I, I would like make it double time. Like you can only do one cup of coffee essentially, and you have to wait for the water to boil up. And um, you know, I'd make one for Sarah, and then I'd make one for myself. And then eventually, I think eventually during our trip, I would make like two of them for me because I'm like <laughs> you know, big fat American. Um, <laughs> anyway, but so that yeah, that morning that morning walk was amazing. I just remember like taking a picture of our B&B's alleyway and just how, how charming and, and beautiful, like, the old structure was of yeah. all the buildings that, like, were across that street. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we, we took a walk into, like, the brisk air, walking along the Arno River, yeah. right? And into town, and it was just, it was amazing. It, it took us probably between five and ten minutes to get to, yeah, to the center. Yeah, it was not so. far at all, but it was also just, like, it felt very peaceful and removed from the craziness that is like the tourist area of Florence, unfortunately. Um, it was just really, yeah, I would say in that Airbnb again. And bonus, remember it had the little like, it, or they were like big stickers of dogs on the wall, which I think is why I chose that Airbnb. I don't remember. You that, don't remember? Oh, I have pictures because it was cute, but. Yeah, it was, it was really charming and it was, it, it worked. It was tiny. But... Like Sarah said, we were on the first floor, but. there was like a door that we entered into and then we had to like walk down another sort of alleyway a private alleyway that was to our our door so it felt kind of like tucked in and it was it was really really good yeah really cozy it was super cozy um i just i guess i remember being feeling sort of overwhelmed with like okay so what do we you know what should we do i know i understand there's definitely things that sarah wanted to do and I was just kind of like, just captivated. I think we both were just walking around Florence mm-hmm. in that square. What was that square called again? Do you remember like the just the area? I I don't. I just so I remember. Can you describe it? Well, I remember our first lunch and. Oh um, yes! Oh, we ate so much. We did. I, I remember <laughs> having. I remember having. Um, I wanted to try just something basic because I wanted to see what you know their lasagna was like. And so the way they serve it is like in in it was almost kind of like a soup like the, yeah. like the, the lasagna was in the middle of just like a soup of sauce kind of, um, and I thought that was a little 
um, peculiar, not peculiar, but just a little different. So I was like, meh, all right, when in Rome, you know. You're used to my mom's lasagna. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. And you you know what I will say is like, I I didn't enjoy, I didn't enjoy that as much. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, I just didn't, I didn't enjoy the flavor as much in that. And I think it was a little too much like, um, maybe it was a little too like fatty or something. But I didn't enjoy that experience of the lasagna. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, and so then, and then we took a walk around that area. Uh, lots of tourist stuff, lots of churches and cathedrals. Um, and I, I, we came across a street performer. Yeah. Uh, oh, name, yeah, you were pumped. I was pumped because, you know, she was singing in Italian. And from as far as I could tell, they were original songs. And, I, you know, I'm a musician, so I, I, really, I really was like interested to see what the culture was in original music and i think she might have been the only one that i saw that was doing that because you know when we saw her she had like her own cds and stuff her name was um by the way give her a little shout out her name is luana primavera Mm -hmm. yeah yeah she sounded really good and when she sang it was so expressive like she'd strum a chord right on her guitar she was just her singing playing guitar she'd be like She'd strum a chord and then she'd like, she wouldn't, her hands, her hand would be off the guitar and she would just extend it out as she was like, you know, to evoke her words. She would do that, she would go, bring, la, 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 and she would yeah. like, you know, her hands would extend out and it was just so charming and so like, so beautiful, really. It was, it was awesome. So, Luana Primavera, I hope you're still out there doing your thing. Um, yeah. Walking around, you know, we saw all this old architecture, these cathedrals that were mm-hmm. just huge and vast and you know, gray, and they were all sort of in the same color scheme and like, like they were the marble. Very, yeah, very harmonious together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we went into anything that day. We really just sort of walked around. Yeah. Um, and we, I had our first encounter with um, jumbo bullies. That's what I like to call them. Wait, I don't. Let's <laughs> not. So. I think it's important. Well, yeah, but don't call them jumbo bullies. I, I call them jumbo bullies because they say jumbo. I think they are from the they're African and they like they they try to teach these tourists to say hello. Okay. You know, using the word jumbo, right? That's, okay. All right. So they so we were at like sort of a, a sort of like a little market. With yeah, it was and, just like in a. It wasn't super crowded either, which was definitely yeah. in retrospect was like should have maybe stayed closer to the crowds but yeah there were tons of like kiosks what we'd see as kiosks selling like lots of leather do you remember like lots of handbags just the italians love their leather i guess yeah and florence is particularly like uh known for their leather goods yeah and so this this guy this very tall this very tall guy came up to sarah and said jumbo gave her a high five and we thought it was very cute he gave her an elephant right to be honest, as soon as he did that, well, first of all, yeah, as soon as he, like, gave me whatever it was, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I knew exactly what was happening, and it was, like, just, like, too late to be like, oh, gotta go. And then we just kind of got, like, it, it just got... It just got awkward. Awkward, Because yeah. he was, like, saying that, like, now you give me, like, five American dollars or something. We're like, we were like, no. Uh, yeah, and then <laughs> so, like, she ended up giving it back to him, and then he was just getting all, like, weird and Yeah, like, it was super then... weird. So, yeah, we just kind of walked away from that. 
Um, so yeah. definitely something to watch out for when you're, you know, just trying to focus on having a good time and yeah. appreciating the beauty that is Italy. Yeah. So watch out for th- that kind of stuff. I want to say, too, like, yes, watch out for that. Anywhere you go, honestly, we even have people like that in Philadelphia that walk around and try to put bracelets on your wrist and then ask for money. So, like, just be aware of your surroundings, honestly. Mm-hmm. and But also be nice to people. Yeah, definitely. So moving on from that, so we spent a whole day in in the town square, essentially, from where the Arno River is. And we didn't, again, we, I don't think we went into anywhere. We ended up having dinner really late at like 8.50. We were surprised. This place was ne- like maybe five doors down from where we were Yeah, staying. it was so good. Again, in this alleyway, you know, and it was such a this quiet place. It had neon green lighting for the sign. Mm-hmm. So it was still open and it was called... Historia del Brico. I don't know what that means. But as soon as we went in, um, we were just glad that, that they were open. But we had, after we sat down, we saw like another a family come in. Yeah, people uh, eat later. At least, at least two other families. Yeah. So that was, that's the culture, right? Yeah. And also, what was charming is that the menu, if, I don't know if you remember, was <laughs> handwritten. Yeah. Handwritten. It was, that was my fave. You know, all in Italian. And we got like, various salamis that night yes and what would you call so them good. like a dishes of jellies or whatever like what was i'm not sure i think the look <laughs> that's probably it's totally probably the wrong word but it Spread? was spreads yeah and they and they um so we got various that and um you know i you know being in a lasagna but I, I had veggie lasagna that night oh yeah and um i wanted to see if their take was different than the place we had because maybe i was like maybe this is just not a good restaurant or something or, or right you know, like maybe the flavor. previous restaurant was too touristy or something yeah exactly so i got it same presentation right <laughs> so i don't remember but being blown you liked away it though right I think I, I, I don't liked remember it. being I still don't remember being blown away by I have it, not met a lasagna way. I don't like though so yeah. I mean I, but I mean well I could just have an American palate too so it was probably that oh. um, yeah so so it was great it was it was just you know obviously being veg lasagna it was it was all it was in like a whiter kind of sauce and um, you know there's spinach and everything you'd expect in there and I don't remember what I got you had like a like I uh, fettuccine because the the pasta was flat and like sort okay. of square. She had fettuccine with like beef and peppers or something, or was it like ground sausage and peppers? Oh, like, that sounds yeah, sounds I, like I, something I'd eat. Yeah. I can't quite remember, but that was that was really good. That was a winner, I think. <laughs> and then I don't know if you remember, we had like the best tiramisu. Ever. I do remember. Yeah, that was. Really, I do really remember, good. and I'm not a dessert person, and that was like I was like holy shit. So the presentation was that it came out in this white small dish. Um, I don't know. What would you say about like uh, four inches or so around, yeah. and it was like like little brown pepper, mm-hmm. you know, spots on it, and it was just really delicious. I put it in my um, Instagram story with like Homer Simpson like going around in circles like, on the floor, <laughs> like best tiramisu ever. I remember doing that. And so then uh, that ended our first day. I think that was a lot. You know, we we yeah, it was a lot. And so like. At the end of that day, so that was like your really your first full day walking around in a place that was super old compared to what you've ever seen before in your life. Like at the end of the day, how did you feel? I just was blown away by like the sights, really. The, you know, like like as I was saying, like the the, um, I don't know if Parion is the is the neighborhood or or wherever, um, but that's what my photos say from my iPhone. But I was just blown away by the architecture. 
um, and like the the buildings on our street even like I'm mm -hmm. looking at some of the pictures now and they just have this really old feel nothing like modern and like utilitarian really just yeah. just so much like just like culture and art just pouring from every pore if you will it was just like sort of these yeah. like yellow and orange buildings like all sort of instinct there was like a now i'm looking at this one picture there was like this uh, like castle like uh rectangular yes yes the this? tower yeah it's like a tower with I like remember arches that. it's really really cool yeah really really beautiful um so yeah just after the first day just sort of you know blown away and then day two is where we start to really dig into to where we were you yeah. know i think it you, tell me if the pronunciation is wrong or if there's an American word for the this, but it was we went to the Galleria dell'Accademia. Yeah. After that. Yeah. To to see uh, the statue of David and yeah. all the other art in there, and I was blown away by that. Yeah, I remember seeing the statue of David for the first time, which was not with Judah. I would have loved it if we saw it together for the first time, but I remember. I saw it when I was 16 for the first time, and then we went back, actually, I think, like, 10 years later for me, and I was just as blown away. Like, I had seen it before, but, like, pictures genuinely don't do the Statue of David justice. They it's don't. truly, it's, like, truly amazing, and... They absolutely yeah. do not. They do not do it justice, and it was... The thing about the David was that, first of all, it's elevated probably... I don't know, 10 feet off the ground. I have no concept of how big things are. <laughs> I kind of don't either. There's <laughs> anywhere between like 8 and 10 feet off the ground. So you're like looking up at this like huge statue, right? And what got me was the size of it and also the detail, right? Not just like the muscles and everything, but the veins. Yeah. Got, it's like he, it's like a, a picture realized in, in, you know, as a sculpture. Yeah, what a it's brilliant, amazing. Brilliant artist, you know. And, you know, it's not, I feel like it's not something that you could, you could mess up while you're doing it. You know? Right. Can you imagine? Like, he just... I, yeah, I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah, and the rest of that museum was great. I yeah. think it was... Um, David is definitely the focal point of that museum, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, there was a lot of sculptures in that museum. There was, mm -hmm. like, a room of just... And what did we deduce that it was just kind of you know rich people who had sculptures in their in their homes at the time? Probably that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I really like where they had like a like a violin room kind of. Yeah, they had um, like a musical instrument area. Yeah, I mean they had an um, an original Antonio Stradivarius violin, which you know if you don't know it's the most highly sought after violin on earth, mm. you know, you know, those are the best violins. They don't, you know, obviously make them anymore. They go for, I think millions of dollars now. Don't get, don't quote me on that, but they, they are, you know, the violins That's to expensive. get if you have money and if you're that caliber musician. Um, wow. It's the kind of stuff that, you know, uh, is, I don't, yeah, I actually will stop myself there because I don't want to say anything that I don't, I'm not aware of. Okay. But yeah, there were various stringed instruments, um, old percussion instruments and brass, and it was um, just really amazing. And as we went through the museum, there were different levels and different floors, different artists, Raphael's stuff was Are you, there. Too, I think right? we're talking about the Uffizi Gallery now? Possibly. Because I think the Academia Gallery is only one or two floors. It's relatively small compared to the Uffizi. Yes, I believe you're right about that. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the Uffizi. 
Um, and then I remember just looking at the window, right? Because, you know, the Arno River is like sort of around. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, and then just kind of really admiring the view. Yeah, I absolutely love, I love art. And I, this museum is one of my favorite museums. I do say that often. I just love museums, but this particular museum has so many treasures and so many like wonderful pieces of art that yeah um yeah judah showed me pictures right now of the view from the uffizi gallery and yeah we will put these in the blog post because it was just like really cool <laughs> to see but yeah so we saw i was super pumped because i saw judith slaying holofernes um, by artemisia gentileschi and i had thought that this particular work was in naples but actually i just turned a corner in the Fizi and it was like right there. And I was like, oh my God, I was so pumped. Uh, and it was yeah, truly wonderful. And then there's the... Yeah, you were really excited. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. We also saw um, Botticelli's The Birth of Venus, which was like also so amazing. It was, yeah, I mean, there's just so much art. And it was super, super crowded. I mean, I guess it'll be, it would be worse during the summertime. But even for January, it was a little bit crowded. So, yeah, I yeah, that's a good point. I was I was gonna bring that up too about how like there was definitely a lot of people, but like, you know, we went during a great time. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, recommend going to Italy in the off season because the summer does get extremely wild. So because yeah, we cause not we, this summer obviously, but like we waited in a few lines. I don't remember the lines being that long. No, but I, I can only imagine like being it being hot. Yes. and having to wait in line. Italy's it's, very hot in the summer. Hot. Yeah, well, yeah. Do that. Okay, and then um, that's all I have for like the third day that we were there. Yeah, we just kind of did the museums and probably ate food. I think we walked around. Probably, yeah. Yeah, that, um, was, a, that was a good museum day. Yeah, um, I love a good museum day. Yeah, yeah. And I remember having my first slice of pizza that night. Where? Um, it was on our <laughs> way out. Okay. It was definitely on our way oh, out. Oh, I remember. It was so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I want it that was... pizza again. It looks like this is like some sort of salami on pizza like and like peppers, and it seems like the because this isn't this wasn't be, wouldn't be our last slice of pizza, um, but it seemed like this was like the way they did it was like the slices of salami were very very big on the pizza, mm -hmm. you know, and the pizzas weren't like huge; they were just like yeah. you know maybe for one or two people. Yeah, that. I want to say too that each region in Italy has their own take on on dishes, like. So we had pizza in Florence. We also had pizza. Did we have pizza in Rome? But anyway, mm -hmm. what I'm the point I'm trying to make is that um, every dish is different, and also every restaurant does kind of prepare it differently too. Yeah. So. So day four, we were. We, I guess we were on a museum kick. We went know? to the archaeology museum, right? That's the historical one. Yes, the archaeology mm -hmm. museum. I had a field day because we went super early. I guess we were just awake. I don't know. It was like, I think we left at like 9 a.m. And the muse we got to the museum. It was maybe about a 30-minute walk from our Airbnb. So we went to the archaeology museum and it was like nobody was there. And it was like tr I could spend my time looking at everything and not feel rushed or anxious. And I truly 
had the best time of my life in, in that museum because yeah. I was, Judah was like way ahead of me and I was like stopping and looking at like every single thing because I was just so, so pumped. There's some interesting things there. I remember they actually had on display like, like um, the mummification of animals. Like yeah, cats. that was a little spooky. That's, I didn't like it. That's but interesting. Um, yeah, never seen anything like that before. And it's at, at, at first, it seemed small. It seemed like just yeah. this one big room. And then we turned the corner, and there was yeah, all there this was other so stuff. Yeah, there was so much stuff. Yeah. And it's, I think it's the first con that we had encountered. The first and only, maybe only, only con about going in the wintertime is that the outdoor area was closed. Yes. Um, which, I, which I knew that you wanted to go into. But, you know. It's okay. We I saw, it, it doesn't matter, because there was so much stuff inside to look at Yeah, as well. and the collections were very... I would say quite vast because not only is there like the antiquities and, you know, jewelry and statues and like Judah said, animal, whatever, mummification, yeah, mummification. of animals, yeah. which was like a lot. But there was also a part of it that had some collections from the Medicis. And, you know, if you know anything about Florence, yeah, you you, love that. I do. Nice. The... Medici's played such a pivotal role in like the political life of Florence and the Renaissance, but also like the building of the Duomo and really uh, the Medici's were responsible for a lot of art, especially, especially Michelangelo. He actually lived with Medici's at some point. But anyway, the archaeology museum had some collections from them. And also my mem if my memory serves me correctly, which it might not, there was a Medici child, I'm not sure if I re I'm remembering correctly, but there was a Medici child that I think had health problems or something. She didn't go out very much. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. And there was actually, they built a way for her to get to church, like, without being right. bothered by the public. Like and a secret chapel. Like, yeah. There was a balcony that she could go yeah. up into that was connected to the church. Yeah, and it was actually in the archaeology like, museum. It was a real sad story because they, I guess they just thought she was ugly. Oh. I think that was the story. Was that like, the story? She, yeah, like, she wasn't presentable in public. And since it was, like, a royal family, right. it was, like... Well, they weren't technically royals but like they were like really high society right people. right so i do remember that we saw some sort of video where they there was like wherever she lived it was connected to the church and there was like a little hallway that connected that eventually ended up to the yeah. ba a balcony on the yeah. church where she could actually go to church yeah and it was really cool to see and i actually didn't know that and i forget her name uh, there's so many Medicis, obviously, but Was it Mary something. I it's very possible. <laughs> it's quite possible. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was cool. There was I, I just remember like there was there was there was all kinds of stuff like weapons and ac you know all kinds of axes and yeah, like a catapult. Like it went back really I don't far. Don't remember the catapult. Like an old but... school catapult. We went to this room and there was like it, it like um I'll show it to you. It looked like okay. a like a. Like a bow and arrow kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So there was um, like ancient weapons. Ancient weapons and then, in, in uh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, really cool. Really, a lot of cool stuff. Really big instrument of war. <laughs> I guess I cannot recommend the archaeology museum more. Like, I mean, obviously I'm biased because it was just so peaceful that like I think that definitely clouded my experience because I was able to like look at things the way I really wanted to. But if you are in Florence, like, do not skip out on the Archaeology Museum. It is the best. It was really cool. 
And um, I don't, like, I guess it was because we were early, but I almost felt like it was just, like, a hidden little gem. It, yeah, really it's not, like, super close to the Duomo. Like, I mean, it's everything in Florence is within walking distance, yeah. but it's not, like, right next door to the Duomo. So it's a little bit maybe off the beaten path of the tourists, mm-hmm. but it is definitely worth a, a trip. Mm-hmm. But, and it's not super far. Absolutely. It wasn't, I don't remember it being far at all, but it was definitely a little bit off the radar almost. Yeah. Um, and then, then I, it sounds like we went to the, the Florence Cathedral. The Duomo? Yeah. Was that the day we climbed the Duomo? We, yeah, we, we, um, there were two things. So we, we walked up to the, the inner part of the church and that got us closer to the, the beautiful ceiling that it had of what looks like, I guess, heaven. You know, mm-hmm. all of the, you know, painted with such detail. You know, if I zoom into my picture, there's, there's all sorts of angels and kings and queens and children. Yeah. So that was definitely a, a huge climb for us, you know, that that part. <laughs> yeah. And we, we were it really was a high lot. up. You could see everything down. And yeah. So really... the thing about the Duomo is that obviously it was built the 1500s, I believe. If my memory serves me right, and if it doesn't, I apologize. But yeah, so it <laughs> there's no elevators. Obviously, the building's old, and the steps can be very narrow at times. It it was very very narrow. Yeah, it was quite narrow, and and you kind of have to like shuffle with people. Like it's like very you're in close quarters with people. Yeah. So I don't know how they're handling this right now because mm-hmm. you at this in coronavirus times you don't want to be this close to people and very enclosed. Mm-hmm. But back then it was fine. So we were like very, very close to people. We were like shuffling and there was like millions of stairs, it felt like Yeah, because you have to remember people that there's traffic coming down as yeah, well. Yeah, and there's traffic coming down. So you're going up people are coming down from it. Yeah. And thank God we went in January. I know. I was just right? thinking, I can't oh imagine what that would be like in the summertime. And it almost seemed like you'd never get there. It was, it was, I couldn't, and I, as I was climbing and. It's the climb. I guess throughout this trip, I kept thinking like, how the hell did people build things like this back then? How the hell did people build yeah. these structures? Well, there's know? a whole book about it called Brunelleschi's, Brunelleschi's Dome which I haven't read yet, but it's on my list. So just a plug for that. And I'll probably tell you a little bit about the engineering and the politics of the building of the Duomo. So you can read it. Yeah. And I just, and finally, when we got up there, I just, (laughs) I remember feeling like I was watching the end of uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because (laughs) all of the beautiful houses, they had like, yeah, the, Okay, so the colors were just all like sort of brown roofs and like it was beautiful yellow buildings. It was and all then sort the of, hills, it was you could see the hills in the background and like the the neighborhood surrounded by like not surrounded oh, yeah. by I but mean, the it church was... is surrounded by these like vast yeah it was absolutely insane. It was insane. Like I've climbed up quite a few things in my life, honestly, and this was like the best thing. And I think most memorable thing I've ever climbed. Um, and then I'm looking at the video that Jude is showing me, which I'll include either in the blog post or on Instagram. But because of the time of day that we went, you could actually see the shadow of the Duomo like over the buildings, which was like very, very cool. I'll include this somewhere. So stay tuned. Yeah. You, I mean, if you go to Florence, 
you have to do that yeah you have to if you can if you can because again if you feel claustrophobic at all or you know you have um you can't climb stairs no i don't want to say can't climb stairs you have trouble climbing stairs it's going to be really tough for you to get up so you kind of have to um measure your ability to get up there yeah. and if it if it's too much like don't do it honestly yeah. <laughs> because you have to climb up and down like there's yeah. just no way there's no way around it yeah really. you know, and you know and that said i, I felt like well, good workout and like it was a good you know, workout we got gelato after that we did we deserved it awesome there's so many places to get it around there mm-hmm. and it was just outdoor seating and was... yeah i lo- yeah i love that but yeah so the vibe of it there is just it's like a town square kind of yeah. You know, everyone from like tourists are walking around um, to they had like priests going in and out of churches. You'd see yes. like guys dressed in robes, like walking guys from one, yeah, walking from one room to the next at night. And yeah, um, I remember that. You know, oddly enough, there was actually a military presence too. When we were yeah, there. there was. I'm not sure what that's about. Um, I also want to say too, Judah and I um, were just talking about our experience, but. We'll do some episodes on Florence, and I'll actually give you the background of, like, the Duomo and the um, Santa Maria del Fiore and all, you know, the main stuff that you'll go see. But right now, we'll just, we're just going to talk about our experience opposed to, like, the background of the places. Yeah, and do you remember how, like, clean the streets were? Like, yes. we, we even, like... What look, a concept. <laughs> tr- like, looking at the trash cans. First of all, they were, like, slim, and they were, right. like, sort of almost pointed at the top, the yes. lids. And they were completely, like, devoid of, like, trash spilling out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know... Yeah, imagine unlike, that. Unlike places in the States, like, I know Philly, Philly has a problem with that. We do, yeah. You know? And so, so that was just really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Florence is, like, incredibly beautiful. Before we go into like what else we did that day i want to talk about how confusing it was to kind of get tickets into the duomo because we could not figure it out for i was gonna ask you that yeah it's something that i should have prepared and again like jazz and i talk about often travel a lot of (laughs) traveling and a lot of the stuff that we relate to you guys is stuff that like we learned because we made a mistake or like because we weren't sure and struggled so like I wish that I had maybe looked into this more because Judah and I were like genuinely confused and the way that the lines were were confusing and we ended up contacting like our Airbnb host like how how do we <laughs> how do we get up to the Duomo because we're confused. So at this point I'm I don't remember what we did, but there was an online. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so we bought it online yeah. and then we got into line. Yes, that's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But again, wish that I had looked more into that so we weren't just like confused. We almost skipped it because we were confused. And I'm so glad we didn't because it was like I'm so glad we didn't. Yeah, because favorite. I, I, you know, I was I was almost there. I was almost like do we have like I don't have to do this like you know, yeah. it's just like it's kind of annoying. But you have to go because first of all, you'll see the structure in the distance too, and it's this huge yeah, it's dome. It's amazing. You know. Yeah. Amidst like these beautiful like neighborhoods and these yellow buildings, these old um yeah. I don't know what the style is, but it's just very, very charming. I don't know. Yeah, we didn't we didn't stay in Florence for very long. I kinda wish we spent a little more time. But remember we went to that um we went to that record store. 
Yeah. That was in La Piazza. Mm-hmm. I do. That was cool. That was and a then cool I think we got there. I think I got a beer or wine there. I think there was a downstairs area where you could mm. get wine. Yeah. Again with the small coffees. And I the small one. coffees. Yeah. So it's interesting <laughs> because yeah, like in America, I, I'm gonna be honest, I am very guilty of getting a nice coffee and loving walking around with it and just like drinking it. But, like, yeah, in Italy, the culture is completely, completely different. So, yeah, you get, like, a little coffee, and then you're like, all right. Yeah, it's like... Well, it depends on what you drink, too. Like, espresso, of course, comes in a small little espresso cup, and, like, you can get, like, a cappuccino that comes in a larger cup. But, yeah, it's not like a... I haven't seen many places where you can get, like, to-go, like, American coffees like we like to drink over here. yeah. There's exactly like no to go cups, which is fine, you know. I think that's definitely one thing that's super unique about Italy if we compare it to the U.S. Mm-hmm. But and then we went to Rome. Yeah, we went to Rome, so we took the train back to Rome. Which I think this is when we took the wrong train. Okay, yeah, we got it's. It wasn't necessary. Okay, here's the thing. Or we got off on the wrong stop. I no, we didn't get off on the wrong stop. What we did was we took the local train opposed to the express train because ah. it was cheaper. And I was like, oh, well, this is like twenty euro cheaper, however much. I was like, let's just like that, without even thinking about the fact that it was a local train. So instead of taking an hour and a half, it took us like three and a half hours or so to get to Rome and I was like oh my god this is nuts and I to be honest I was like slightly worried that I got on the wrong train because it was just going locally and I was on my map like kind of just like seeing if it was on the way to Rome and it was yeah it was but I was like oh Jesus I was just like doing my crossword puzzle even even before that we had got on like at the very last minute there were two trains and and when we got on the first train these two nice old men told us to go to a different one. Oh, yeah. Right? It's like we asked them, like, yeah. just to confirm. Like, no, 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 this. And we, like, yeah. we, like kind of mad people, people in Italy are always very nice and helpful, especially if I always have trouble at the train station. And and I think it, the, the issue, which I guess for me, it's like they don't basically, like, you buy your ticket and then you kind of just, like, wait to see where your platform is. And so then you have to, like, be super aware. It makes me incredibly anxious, honestly. And, like, I think we experienced that. And then it's like a mad dash to get to the train. And you're like, holy shit, I'm going to miss this train. It's one thing being in a city where you've never been, where you don't know the train. It's it's another being, having that same experience. But then also, like, maybe it's an Italian and we don't know Italian. You're like, you know. (laughs) You're like, like, oh, shit. Yeah. And so the people, Jazz and I will talk about this, too. We had this similar problem at the train station in Naples where we, like, panicked and... uh, a local was like very super helpful yeah. and like was like just follow me and it's okay so so people are so nice and yeah helpful. i mean aside from like those jumbo billies i was talking about earlier just don't be afraid to ask because one like sarah's saying is that people are super helpful but they're also very fluent in english too i felt guilty being same there without having to know any yeah same you know well, in, in both spots in florence and Rome. yeah same and i mean because it's so i mean both areas are so touristy as you have um areas that are very touristy you'll have more people who speak english just because they have to unfortunately when we so like i said before in our previous episode i'm actually going to school in rome so hopefully next time judah and i are together in italy i will just be able to speak italian for us that would be so cool to see that yeah 
we'll see. Transformation. Yes. So, so you know, all this talk of Rome. Let's uh, let's talk about it. Yeah, I want to talk really briefly. I love Rome and I love Florence. I want to just say that coming from Florence to Rome is mildly. It's a mild culture shock, I would say. Like, Florence is so, like, picturesque and, like, beautiful. Yeah, do and... you remember the train ride down? The, the Italian countryside was Oh, yeah, it was, was beautiful. I mean, yeah. Even in the wintertime, I was like, I'm sure it looks amazing in the summer. All these beautiful hills and, yeah, like, dude. lush land. And you couldn't help but think that, like, you know, they're probably growing olives there and whatever else. And like, But, I don't know, maybe we're wrong. Maybe there's some... You know, the equivalent of a, an Italian hillbilly out there just getting drunk. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I know, but either way, it was, again, another charming thing about the, you know, about the experience. I mean, we, like Sarah said, we, we took like the, 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 the local, the long train down <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And, you know, that, at least that was nice to, to look at. Yeah. No matter out. how panicked we were. And our Airbnb host in Rome, I was messaging her because I was like, well, I think we got on the wrong train. Because I told her, like, it's an hour and a half. We'll be there at this time. That did not happen. So I was like, she was super nice and was like, it's okay. Sometimes there's local trains and you're just on a local train. It's okay. Yeah. And talk about friendly. The the host, the guy that greeted us there was not like the owner of it, but like he walked us through everything. Yeah, it was so nice. And we stayed in the, the location is called the Campitelli neighborhood mm-hmm. um, right by the ruins right by the ruins and also right by this awesome little market called the fiente di panella this is yes. an awesome little market with this great great deli yes i love that deli yeah. and, and their salami and a super helpful like um Dude. a deli guy who made his sandwiches so i think awesome. about that sandwich every day it was called the apocalypse this was on our last day yeah um, and it was just it was just a, a regular white roll with um, eggplant eggplant mozzarella mozzarella that's right and i forget what else and but prosciutto. it was prosciutto yeah, so dude good. i think about that oil. yeah i just think about that sandwich every day i am gonna go get that sandwich when i arrive in rome yeah so we had that market and then we also went um discovered where we would probably eat dinner like almost every night which we is it. Cafe. cafe normale yeah i love cafe normale i jazz and i will talk about it but i actually when jazz and i were in rome and <laughs> jazz was there for 12 hours i took her there because i was like i know this food is good it's not super it's you know you know if you're in like piazza if you're in piazza navona those restaurants i'm sure they're good we ate at one and it was just okay yeah i'm sure the other ones are good but it wasn't overly touristy they weren't like heckling you to come in like they do in Piazza Navona or other very touristy spots. It was kind of off the beaten path. And the food was so fresh and so good. Like, we ate there every night. Yeah, and it was like... We did. Like, it was very simple stuff. Like, you know, so, like salami and cheeses and olives. And um, Sarah got gnocchi with fresh mozzarella. And yeah. then I had this rigatoni. And so it's all like stuff that you've had before. But because the ingredients are like fresh and not like from american farms it just mm-hmm. made it you know at least you assume it made yeah. it that much better i yeah. remember sopping up my pasta sauce with some um with, the, with some bread and it was just uh so, yeah. so good yeah and all across the board too i want to say the produce and food in italy is just more fresh <laughs> than it is in america yeah. genuinely so good yeah so i want to talk to you really quickly about what 
so obviously Florence and Rome are very different. Mm-hmm. Which one did you like better? Um, I think I liked Florence better because it seemed it seemed less me- metropolitan. Right. Um, but e- but even even that said, like Rome is Rome is more me- metropolitan, but it's more. It's still not as like modernized as, right. as we know it. Or at least the at least the uh, the tourist section that we went to. Mm-hmm. Um, we like so we'd walk around. I think this was the next day. We went to the Imperial Forum. It was it was basically on our way to um, the Colosseum that we were we were going to go see. Yeah. And it was just nice that it was just there still. You know, there's broken yeah. broken pillars, and you can you just use your imagination to see what it was like. Yeah, and actually now what they're doing, this wasn't happening when we were there, and not I don't know 100% too much about it, but now what they're doing is they're giving you 3D glasses, and they you can actually see, or virtual reality something. It's something. Mm-hmm. I will look. I will look into it, and I'll talk about this again, but they give you this mechanism to see what it looked like well, back in the amazing. day. So it's, like, super cool, and I really think it makes a connection of, like, what you're looking at and the fact that, like, real people, like, live there and work there. And, like, this was, like, real life for people thousands of years ago. Super cool. It's so wild. I mean, you know, and just being, having everything within walking distance in Rome, too, is just, you know, you can kind of put yourself in the shoes of, like, maybe some Roman center being like, no, let's go to the Forum, and then... Let's go to the Coliseum for a sporting event or whatever. You yeah. know, it's just, everything's just like so accessible and right around the corner. And then so beautiful too. Yeah, Rome is so beautiful. Absolutely so beautiful. You know, we passed through the Piazza Campidoglio where like, you know, it was a big wide open space. It seemed like a municipal area. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of statues, very clean, very vast too. Like everything is in, in, this, in Italy, like just huge and like, I remember seeing street performers there, and um, it was it was to be honest like there were a lot of like cover musicians as far as the music goes. There was mm-hmm. a lot of people like singing Beatles and Pink Floyd stuff. A lot of yeah. solo musicians. I remember coming across this bass and accordion player who was just this accordion player was ridiculously fast, and it was just it was just wonderful to see. Another thing that was weird is that there seems to be this thing where like there are guys sitting in suits with no head. Oh yeah. Right, like it's obviously like the, them putting the shirt over their t- their head. Yeah, right? so yeah, they're yeah. Just sitting there and still, and all of a sudden they move. And I yeah, think it's a weird thing. I'm not sure. Freak you out, and I think that's the point. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's for money or what. I, yes, it is a little bit jarring. I try to ignore that kind of stuff though. Yeah, I think you were pretty pretty like uh, startled by that stuff. <laughs> the other thing about Italy too is um, mopeds are everywhere. Yes, yeah, so you have to be careful. Yeah, it, it was just. Um, I remember stopping at a convenience store maybe to get some more euros, and it was just up the whole like parking row of mopeds, like mm-hmm. red, bright red, yellow, green. Yeah, blue. it's like, cool. It was, it was nice. Yeah, you can actually go on moped tours. I am not brave, and I will not do that. But if you are a brave individual, you can go on a moped tour of the city, like through Airbnb or whatever. Or you can rent them if you want to be brave and do it yourself. That's fine. I found Rome very walkable. Um, obviously there's public transportation and we just kind of stayed in like the touristy areas. Mm-hmm. So we went to the Coliseum you know, that's when we got to the Coliseum, um, we met a tour guide and he mm-hmm. took us through, um, <laughs> he was, it was awesome going with him because he, he, we basically got to cut the line 
Uh, yeah. And, I'm still unsure about how that all works, yeah. but because there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of guys saying, "Oh, look, come, oh, come to everywhere. me." Everywhere, it's yeah. exhaust. It's truly a lot. It's a lot. There's yeah. There's guys who, or you know, there's just people who want you to like go through their tour company or whatever. And it's like I kind of just want to like go in and like not be bothered. And check it. Yeah, yeah and it's the same thing with at the Vatican and at this uh, Castel de San Angelo. It's just like. I love that Everywhere. we did that though because the, he was so he he like knew the history. Yeah, he, he taught did. Us about stuff. He did. It was <laughs> wonderful. Do you remember that, like someone was trying to write their oh, name? Oh my god! Yes. And he like called them out. Yes, it was amazing. So okay. yeah, it was this like teenager. I think she was an American teenager. She was writing on the wall of the Colosseum. Like, who the fuck does that, first of all? Yeah, he was, like, pissed. And I was like, you're embarrassing everybody right now. Like, stop it. So, yeah, so he caught her and called her out and was like, like, how dare you... Best part of the trip. It was the best part. Yeah, he was like, basically, like, how how dare you, like, deface this and, like, you don't understand what you're doing. Like, this is my culture. Like, how dare you do this? And so she was a teenager and, like, her dad was like, she didn't do that. Why are you yelling at her? And then and and the guy was like, I saw her. And then the teenager was like, yeah, I was. And the dad looked disgusted (laughs) with his daughter. And I, obviously, like, she's a kid but it's like, I, I, as a 16-year-old, I was actually at the Coliseum when I was 16. I couldn't imagine even then writing on the wall because I felt like I... I was entitled to put my name. Yeah, like Sarah was here. That's yeah, like, kind of go fuck yourself. Like, that's not cool. We don't condone that. He was cool. I mean... Yeah, I, he was cool. I, I remember... So, there was some sort of a... There was some factoid that I remember, too. It was, like, an evacuation factoid. I think, like, even with, like, football stadiums and all this modern... All these mo- com- comparable modern structures... Um, the Colosseum was, you could evacuate the Colosseum faster, which made mm-hmm. it a more efficient building um, per fire code or something like that. You know? Yeah. It's amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the, I, yeah, I'm having a hard time recalling all of the facts about the Colosseum just yeah. because it was a lot and there's, there's just a lot of information to know, honestly, <laughs> about the Colosseum and about Rome itself. It's quite, it has quite a, colorful history everywhere you look you're looking at something historical so i would recommend which i will talk about this and actually hopefully have someone on who can talk about this in length but i would recommend doing a tour with somebody who knows what they're talking about because everywhere you look in rome for the most part is historical and you will not know what you're looking at genuinely so you know go on a tour and like have someone show you that way you get a unique perspective and experience as well i wish we did that together but when you come visit me in school we can do that yeah yeah for sure i mean (laughs) again to just to to walk with somebody who knows what they're they're talking about yeah you know can just give you a deeper deeper appreciation for it absolutely um and then from there we had lunch and then um we went to the trevi fountain yeah it's like you did you like the Trevi Fountain? The, tre- the Trevi Fountain was nice. It was ve- that was I remember being very crowded. Yeah, it was very very crowded. Oh yeah, it's always crowded. Even uh, when I was there in February or March, like right when the coronavirus hit, it was still crowded, mm-hmm. which do, is wild. Do you want to explain what that is? The Trevi Fountain. Yeah. 
the trophy fountain, I believe, was commissioned by one of the popes, I believe, as like a gift to Rome, which don't quote me on that. I will look more into this to talk to you about it in a previous, in a next episode. But the Trevi Fountain, if you've never seen it, which I would be surprised, it's like this beautiful fountain and there's like statues in it. And the myth goes, if you throw you a coin over your left or right shoulder, I don't remember, but you have to throw a coin over one of your shoulders. I will let you know which one when we talk about the Trevi Fountain again. Mm -hmm. But if you throw the coin over your shoulder, it means that you'll return to Rome again. And I think that's really cool. Wow. It's actually, I think it's just a way for them to collect coins <laughs> to go for the upkeep. Hey, every little but penny, hey, I, guess. I don't care. Um, every time I've done it, I've returned to Rome though. So mm -hmm. I am good. And then, um, yeah, so we, so we walked around some more. Again, like um, more town squares and just awesome Piazzas. Ch churches. Piazzas. and went to the St. Eustachio Church. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And then, yes, we walked through the Piazza Navona, which... Piazza Navona. That's my absolute favorite piazza. Yeah. I mean, it is so beautiful. Yeah, and so um, uh, uh, there, on one side, there's this vast building, and then on another side, it's just a wall of restaurants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those. I think that building is like um, the Senate. I, I, I could be wrong, though. But it's some type of, like, municipal building. But, yeah, there is restaurants. And that's – those restaurants, they can be a little bit pushy. Yeah. And we did eat at one. It was okay. Was, I had, like, a mushroom fettuccine, and it was delicious. But – They have hosts, basically, standing outside of the um, of the restaurants. And, and they're, like, telling you, to hey, come, come sit down here, like, now. Like, you know, like, it's very, very pushy, like yeah. you're saying. Um, it was good though. I yeah. don't know. And, and um, I just I wanted to note this because I thought this was a little uh, strange of Italy. I guess maybe just being American, you know, just but they had like um, a Dorex machine. And oh, it was like, I don't remember that, but it was, okay. It was like they had them <laughs> around um, here and there. It was basically oh, yeah. condom vending machines. And yeah. It was like, lubes and and you know pregnancy tests and tampons and stuff like that i mean so, i love that yeah i mean i mean that's very important to have it's it's funny but it's like it should be accessible Why well not? america is puritanical yeah. so that's the that's the problem but when in rome right literally um literally and then back to dinner at cafe normale which is just we felt like home our, our waiter was, was so personable too it was like yeah, the he same was so guy nice. i went back and he wasn't there oh. i but he did say he was getting married um so maybe he got married and i don't know was chilling or maybe he was off that day i don't know yeah it could have just been off <laughs> but yeah again cafe normale was the best yeah it was it was really it was just awesome just wonderful simple great delicious italian food and we'd always show up like you know, around dinner time. And like then, our time, dinner time, yeah, like, like six, six seven. And yeah. Then, and then we'd leave and then we'd see people come in, you know, yeah. to the restaurant. It was just, it was great because it was like, I f it was off the beaten path a little bit and it was like, it, it felt non-touristy because there was like families coming in and yeah. it wasn't like overly crowded. Yeah. And yeah, again, no one was outside pressuring us to come in. Actually, yeah. Airbnb recommended it, and thankfully they did. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah, it was in, like, the little book awesome. or something. Um, and then, you know, the next day, we it looks like we headed to the Spanish Steps. Yes, we did. Which is wonderful. 
Yeah, it was cool. And also, if you are a fan of the Lizzie McGuire movie, you will remember the sequence where she's on the Spanish steps. And I was like there and I was thinking about the, the Lizzie McGuire movie and I was like, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. And then it was with my love. It was just very nice. To give the listeners kind of like a like an idea of it, it, was, it was, there were a ton of steps. I mean, it wasn't just like, you know, like a flight. It was like there were a ton of steps. I guess somewhat comparable to the Rocky steps. I don't I think the Rocky <laughs> steps might have more in Philadelphia. The Rocky steps, by the way, is the art museum steps that Rocky ran up yeah. in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so just to give you an idea, it's kind of like the, the big wide steps like that look overlooking kind of like the the town center where we were. The piazza. The piazza, yes. And and I I want to recall two things about this. One is that we countered more jumbo bullies, but they were giving out flowers this time. They're trying to like I guess hit on Sarah or something or whatever. Honestly, it was. I think they just wanted my money. Well, they wanted your money, which or is fair. But then, but then, this was sort of at the top of the steps, and then we got to this church. Um, yeah, the church at the top of the Trinita de Monte, and I remember it. Trinita de Monte. It sticks out in my mind because it was like peaceful, very peaceful. When yeah. we walked in, it was quiet, and they were playing this angelic choir music. Just yeah, it was oh, lovely. It was so really lovely. Small. It's like someplace your mom would love. Yeah. It reminded me of her. It's just very peaceful and serene. And it was just, you know, out, yeah. outside there were like, there was like noise and crowds. Yeah. And it was like very, was... very moving. I remember feeling like emotional in the church, mostly because whenever I go into a Catholic church, I'm reminded of my grandma who like I miss every day. And I was just like, she would have, my grandma specifically would have loved that church too. It was just so like lovely and peaceful and moving, really. Yep. Which it really was. And the other thing I want to note is that the um, there were palm trees there yes. in Italy. I was yeah. like, where? Rome it was. Has... It was wild. It was yeah. Really, really cool. Rome has palm trees. I I love it. Oh, I love Rome, and I love the cypress trees. I am so pumped. I get to live there for a year and a half because I get to be surrounded by all this cool stuff, including the cypress trees that I absolutely love. So. Yeah. Yeah, and um, okay. So I think the next thing we went to is St. Peter's Square, and this was this was like the next day. Yeah, the St. Peter's Square is the square outside of the Vatican, and I wish we actually I wish we went into the Vatican museums. I know there's only literally so much that you can do, and again, this is why I stress having something to look at because there is just so much to do. Have something that you can look at every day and have a list of options that you can choose from. That way you're not overwhelming yourself. Um, But at the end of the day, there's just stuff you're not going to be able to do in that trip. So you kind of have to prioritize like what you want to do. I wish we went to the Vatican museums, but I know I'll be able to go back. For sure. I mean, like we didn't. We, I mean, we totally like saw some good stuff at St. Peter's. It's cool. Yeah. It is. Gargantuan, yeah, like, just a gargant. Just being inside, you're you're just overwhelmed by the size and the sh- and just the yeah. how high the ceiling is. It's really the, interesting. The amount of air that exists. It has its own atmosphere. Just to give you an idea, it yeah, has its, it's own amazing. atmosphere. There's marble statues, just just tons and tons of marble everywhere, and beautiful, beautiful works of art. Yeah. And we also went to the top of this one too. We went, yeah, we climbed to the top of the St. Peter's Dome and. <laughs> It was good. I think, so here's one tip I want to say. 
So you have an option. So it, I think it was like 11 euro to just climb up the stairs and then like 13 to use an elevator for half of the climb. I was like, oh, whatever, we're young, we can climb up the stairs. And honestly, I wish I just paid two extra euros to use the elevator because I was tired. Yeah. And I had to get water. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, because I was on vacation, I wasn't exercising and I was like, hey, not bad, you know, just like a little something. Yeah, it was um, just too much for my soul, personally. Because we were, we were eating so much delicious food, but too. But so I, I also like, feel like I lost weight because we walked so much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. yeah. But so we did climb up to the top of St. Peter's Dome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. It's not as great as the Duomo view. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk I about. I wasn't a fan. The view, right? And this is I mean, what Rome I mean. is beautiful, but... Yeah, and this is what I mean by it being I mean, a little bit more metropolitan. You see how, like, more square and apartment-like the right. buildings Right, like there's more city planning, yeah. I guess I would say. But still, not even, like, close to what an American, like, oh, yeah. view of a city Yeah, I mean, America is so utilitarian yeah. and, like, not cute. <laughs> you know, when you think of an American, you think, like, gray scri- skyscrapers. Yeah. And these almost look like sort of older-style um yeah. Flatter buildings, nothing flashy. Again, kind of a uniform color, browns and yellows. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, I I think out of everything we did, I was just like, okay, well, that's one thing I don't have to do again, you know? And then when we climbed up to the top, there's so much graffiti up leading up to the do- um, St. Peter's Dome. Okay. Oh, no, there is graffiti everywhere. Oh, and then even on either. top of the dome, I was just like, are people really out here just, like, writing on shit? Mm-hmm. Like, at the Vatican? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, not that I'm, like, particularly religious. Right. But it felt very, like, sacrilegious to me, honestly. Yeah. Just, yeah. To do that, but... Just, like, a bunch of idiots, basically. Yeah, and it was just um, too crowded, and it was just like, okay, well, here we are. But yeah. that took up a lot of time, and so we didn't have a chance to go to the Vatican Museums, no. which, I mean, you know... I was still like I, w- I didn't feel like I was missing anything, and maybe maybe had we gone, maybe we, we would have felt like we should have. We were glad that we had gone. But I've like, been to the Vatican Museum before, but I was sixteen, <laughs> so there's only so much that you can appreciate when you're sixteen, yeah, truly. True. So I wanted to go back, but it was cool though. I mean, we, we we there was St. Peter's tomb was in St. Peter's Basilica, which mm-hmm. was which was wild, and it was just just it's all cool, crazy knowing that that was there. I think that was the bulk of that day, and then we we went. Do you remember like? We went to this antique library. Like, well, you were oh, searching yeah. for something. I was looking for, yeah, I was looking for books. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember that. And it was just so pretty and cool. It was like an old, old type bookshop. Something you'd see out of, like, like a Harry Potter story or something. You know, <laughs> or just Potter like some story. sort of, like, fantasy thing. And they go into this bookstore with, like, these ancient books. It was like, you know, yeah, it was a tiny cool. little shop. It yeah, it didn't have what I needed, but it was cool. Mm-hmm. I liked it. And so yeah, that that was that's kind of that's kind of our last like sort of touristy day. I think our last day is you know we we did see some stuff. Yeah, we the, really milked our trip. The Arch of <laughs> Titus, which is another church we went into, which is another small, quiet. I actually got I, I don't I don't know if I was supposed to, but I went up to the pulpit. I was able to no, but there was no ropes or anything. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. I always feel really uncomfortable in churches, <laughs> so like mm. I can't yeah. even and tell uh, you the El Corpo de Santo Francesco Romano. The tomb of this woman was in the yeah. basement. There. Yeah, we got to see her, which was cool. I Yeah, that church was, like, really off the beaten path, too. We just kind of were walking around and stumbled upon it, and it was really nice. Yeah, it was really cool. And then that's that's actually the morning that we had our apocalypse sandwich. Oh, that was the best. 
It was, it was really, really nice. I surprise. miss that sandwich. I really do. I think about it at least once a week. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, oh, babe, when you come visit me, we will have to make a list, and that will be on the list. Oh, all right. We'll just, like, do that, get that sandwich. Eat at Cafe Nomale and yeah. say hi to our friends. And, our friends. And be like, I don't remember you two, but okay. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't remember me? <laughs> I was here two years ago in January. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then, so, you know, on our way, so we, ha- I have to mention this because it's, like, the Rome airport was... Fiumicino. More, yeah, Fiumicino is what it's called. Yes. It's more like a shopping mall. It was, like, two floors. Yes. It was immaculate. It was very cool. Escalators. Yeah. Like, modern, clean bathrooms. You know, surprised that the, the urinals didn't sing to me, you know what I mean? It was, <laughs> it was Could just, you imagine? Yeah, it was just so, it was so clean and so, like, big. I felt like I was in a mall. Yeah, it was cool. I want to say that, yes, where we were for international departures, it is super nice. I <laughs> flew uh, domestically from Fiumicino, not domestically, but intercontinental, I guess. I flew, I took a small flight to Germany for my layover when I was leaving in March, and comparing the international departures to where I departed from to get to Germany was, like, mm-hmm. not as cute. I can't even front. So it was, yeah. like, clear where they put the money, whatever. It was, like, oh, my God, it was just a lot. I was, like, carrying my bag. I was by myself, so Jazz couldn't help me. I was, like, carrying my dreaded black bag by myself and, like, mm-hmm. sweating. And, oh like, I had to walk so, so long to get to my gate. It was so different. But, Yeah. Where we departed wow. from was super nice. I remember we got that ramen and kimchi. Yeah. <laughs> and the kimchi was like, they like tried. It like wasn't. <laughs> I, was, I was just surprised that they had kimchi. Yeah, in the we airport. were pumped. Hey, it was Ajisan ramen and it was delicious ramen. It was delicious ramen. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it basically the airport was a mall. It was crazy. It was, yeah. it was, and then we find, and then when we finally got our flight, it was a, a proper Norwegian. And I think this yes. is when Sarah reminded me. It's like, this is what I was talking about. This is an actual Norwegian yeah. plane. And then you go in there and it's like nicely like low lit. Yeah, it's super nice. It's playing like this ambient music, if I recall. Yeah. Right? And just so much better than just going on some like regular jet with like bad lighting. Like it's just and bullshit. The whole yeah. Time, you know, like just that, that tunnel noise. And no baby this time. And, you know, on the seat backs, there was like a touch screen. It was all like. You, you could know, order this, snacks. Yeah, you didn't have to talk to what a flight attendant. It was just. So yeah, yeah. I think my favorite thing about Norwegian is that, well, I have many favorite things about Norwegian, as you guys know. One of my favorite things is that if you don't choose a meal, they the flight attendants don't come around and talk to you, which like, of course, I, I do like flight attendants. I'm not saying that like, I don't want to talk to them, but I enjoy like resting my eyes or watching a movie and then you don't get disturbed by like the dinner service if you don't get a meal and then you can just order if you get hungry you can just order a sandwich from the touch screen and it's cool anything and the sandwich was delicious actually i can't even front i think i was just hungry though i was just i was just like wow yeah and it was a lovely flight i think i slept i think i slept because you were there because mm-hmm. i usually am super anxious on flights but you were there and i slept a bit yeah. i fell asleep through like that tom hanks and meg ryan movie at the bookstore yeah. i don't remember what it was called but it was actually just really nice to mm-hmm. fall asleep, and then you were there. Yeah, and so and yeah, so that was pretty much the extent of our trip. And me being a first time traveler, I gotta say that like 
I wish I had done it sooner. Mm-hmm. And yes, me too. Because it wasn't as expensive as I thought. Mm-hmm. Two, it was totally worth it. You know, it gets you out of your bubble. Yeah, your comfort zone. Yeah, you really just, you know, like you're you're always aware that there's 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 other sides of the world, but like, you know, when you're actually there, it makes it makes more of an impact. For sure, you know? for sure. Yeah, I was really happy that we were able to have that experience together. Like, I travel often, and I travel often with jazz, but it was, like, totally different from being with, like, my really good friend to being with, like, my romantic partner. Mm-hmm. It's, like, everything just feels more, I don't know, romantic and, like, rose-colored glasses, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it, <laughs> I think traveling with your partner can maybe, like, make or break your relationship, depending on the <laughs> situation, <laughs> but... So I made it, folks. He made it. He's here two years later. Four years we've been together, though. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it can be stressful. And I think that it really, like, strengthened our relationship. And I also feel like, I don't know, we got to experience each other and, like, life in a different place and get out of our routine. And I think that was, like, really great for us, too. Yeah, you know, being a musician, a songwriter, like, are you... You know, always looking for some sort of inspiration, and uh, yeah. yeah, I definitely got back and had different thoughts and different perspective on on life and things, and it was just a it was, it was a great way to to great new perspective on the world, you know. Yeah, totally. So again, I'm glad I'm so glad that I did it, and you know, I encourage anybody who hasn't to do it sooner than later. Just you know, it, it will enhance um, your life. I think you know, yeah. I think that you have to stay and and stay focused and yes you i think that you do and but also like this kind of stuff enriches your life and it adds value you know i mean you go to sure go to go to florida and you know go to the beach or whatever but also really consider this you know as going to a different country and a different culture to enrich your life yeah i agree i think a lot of people which is like you know to each their own but i think a lot of people view vacation as sitting on a beach and drinking endless margaritas and whatever and that's definitely valid like i definitely need a vacation like Chill that time, yeah. yeah because my vacations are always abroad and i'm always like doing this this and this and going here and here and it's actually not super relaxing but it is very enriching yeah i was gonna say that it's not super relaxing but it is you know like you're saying super enriching yeah and i think it's important to do both but I think it's especially important while you're young to do to go to these places and open your mind. The only thing that you'll lose from traveling is money, and you'll always get your money back. And it's not even that. It's not even that much, especially now with Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. It makes it like super affordable and totally super more. You know, just way more accessible. Yeah, and what we did for meal, I mean, we ate out a lot because in Italy, like, what do you you have to just go to restaurants and eat? You know, I mean, everything in the world. But we got, like, salami and stuff for breakfast, and, you know, we ate breakfast in our Airbnb, because they don't really do breakfast over there. I'm not a breakfast person. I know you were, like, missing eggs, Yeah, but, but... I'm not... A, I was fine. I was like, give me salami for breakfast, and I'm happy. Yeah, we had, like, a good salami and some cheese, cheese and bread. And yes. It was, just, yeah, it was, it was so good. I could eat breakfast like that every day. Can't even front. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we saved on... We saved, though, doing that and then, like, getting lunch and dinner out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And then souvenirs. We, I mean, I bought more souvenirs because I always like to bring people back gifts. Yeah. 
so I of course and so, I also like to buy myself nice things so yeah I mean <laughs> so now that you bring like the whole you know cooking a little bit or preparing meals for ourselves up it I think that the stressful part about a trip is is just the organization that kind of stuff but you know once you're once you're there it's you know, like you mean the you, planning process? yeah exactly if you can get that out of the way then it's then it's right at least better I mean I left most of that up to you, you yeah I was gonna say what were you stressed about <laughs> I did. Well, I see. That's the the thing is, is, like, because you were in charge of it, I didn't really know what was what to expect. Or what oh, was, that's true. Was sort of, I think you had all the money too. So it's, I was yes yeah. in control of the money. You well, I mean, we both had. I just had the travel X card because we were just using my travel X card. Yeah, she had the money. She made me go places. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're so annoying. Um, yeah, I think we overall had a really lovely time. Now, so knowing what you know now about the trip and about Italy, is there anything that you would have done differently? Stayed longer and gone, gone to more places, I think. Yeah, I, I yeah. like that idea. Well, we have the opportunity to do that now that I'll be living there. And you can stay in the Schengen zone for like up to 90 days. Zone, yeah, that? like the EU zone, like with Italy and France and all the like Schengen company, companies, <laughs> Schengen countries. Schengen. So you can stay there for three months if you really want to. You won't want to probably because of your work. But, you know, I think I think we have a really amazing opportunity to, like, travel more places together. Yeah. Now that I'll be stationed in Italy for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, so that's good. And so was there anything that you wish you could have brought back to the U.S., like, culturally or... I mean, anything, even something small, like... Mm, tomatoes, maybe. <laughs> no, I... Okay, yeah. I was thinking about broader ideas, but... Yeah, I mean, the tomatoes were really good. Well, just, you know, the one thing is that, like we you mentioned before, is that the, the utilitarian um, use of buildings, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, Italy's got that. But we all, back in the day, it just made me think that, you know, they were like, all right, we're going to build this, so we're going to make it fucking beautiful, and, it's, you know, it's going to yeah. be amazing. Yeah. It's, it's you know, kind of kind of opens your mind to, like, the fact that, like, all right, you have a closet full of shirts, you know, but back then it was like, well, I've only got, like, three or four, and if I make another one, it's got to fucking last, you know, or yeah, whatever exactly. it is. And that's probably the same mentality with buildings and whatever it was that they were, what they were trying to create. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, America definitely did not have like a Renaissance or Baroque period, right. so we don't have that like architecture. Yeah, unfortunately, just, I mean, America's just too too young. Really. Well, just I think generally around the world, the more advanced that we get, we don't need things to to last because we have you know we That's can build true. things a lot quicker and faster. You know. Yeah, but there is you know definitely cons to that, and that it's not as pretty. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I think that's part of part of why culture lasts is when you really put some care and thought and devotion into something. How long did it take to build the Duomo again? I don't remember. Like 200 years? No, definitely not 200 years. I think it was very long though. Yeah, it definitely it, wasn't built in a day. No, it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> even like a year. It was it was many 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 years. I think it was around I th I do want think it was around 200 years. Really? I think it was like yeah, generations. 
Interesting. You know, and, and I don't remember that, but I will find out. That's what really captivated me was just the, the notion that people could be so devoted to an idea for that long. Yeah, it is really cool. And yeah. you'll see that in buildings all over Europe. Yeah. Just totally different culture and respect towards those things. It's amazing. I guess, yeah, I guess it was also out of necessity because... You know, you only have this many materials and whatever back yeah. in the day. So. I don't know much about architecture, but... Yeah, so I'd say a newfound respect for for all of that. Even though, you know, the history isn't isn't super positive. Just the, the respect of, of um, devotion on ideas and making things that are beautiful. You mean the history Art. of the Catholic Church isn't super positive? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like <laughs> yeah, you have to, like... It's really tough because obviously you go into any Catholic church or the Vatican, oh my gosh, for example, it's like amazingly beautiful, but you also have to like remember that the it was built at a price, really, and there's a lot of like terrible things that happened that the Catholic church is responsible for, and you know, you have to really take it kind of with a grain of salt, but... You know, but don't let that, I guess, deter you from going to the Vatican or going into a church and seeing how beautiful it is because there's always something to gain, even if you're uncomfortable by the idea of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's see. I just want to summarize a few things. So, you liked Florence better than Rome. Aesthetically, I think Aesthetically, it was yeah. I mean, aesthetically, yeah. Rome is really like an urban jungle, honestly, and it's unique and crazy and wild, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you liked Florence better. I like them both for different reasons, but I will say that I did experience like culture shock going from Florence to Rome because it is just so much more chaotic. I mean, Ro- Florence is chaotic in its own way, but not to the extent that Rome is. Mm-hmm. So when we pulled into Termini Station and we were waiting for our cab, it was just like, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we're in Rome now. (laughs) Like, this is crazy, and even crossing the street sometimes can be a little bit, like, anxiety-inducing. Yeah, I mean, I remember taking the cab from the train and just being like, yeah, we're in Rome. Like, it's just the the metropolitan feel, but then also, like, the, uh, you know, the the Colosseum-like structures everywhere, too. So I was like, wow. Yeah. We've arrived. (laughs) Yes, we did. Mm. Yeah, we got to do so many amazing things together and i think we did it in a way that wasn't super overwhelming it was it, i mean it, it, i didn't feel overwhelmed no not the way that you organize things or the trip but it but just just the nature of of italy was and the history was just overwhelming. oh yeah totally you know? i mean even, yeah, even looking back now it's just just overwhelmed by the beauty of it all which is kind of yeah just like, and Wait I, a sec, I gotta chill for a second. Yeah, that's a good point. I personally get overwhelmed by all the stuff that I don't know when I look at something. So, like, I definitely encourage you, if you're interested, to, like, research stuff before you go. Do a guided tour. Know what you're looking at. But honestly, I've done guided tours. And it's still, it's a lot to remember. The his, Like, all the history of everything in Rome or in Florence is just a lot a lot. Like, I read a whole book about the Medicis, and I cannot even remember how long it took for the Duomo to get built. So, like, you know, I don't know. People just have better memories than me. But mm-hmm. here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
so is there anything else you want to say about Italy? Beautiful country. Yeah. You know, and we only saw Florence and Rome. I mean, yeah. Had we gone to like Venice or Naples or Sicily? Yeah, I mean, we can do all that. It's just like those two; those two places are so rich, and we, you know. Yeah. So you would go back. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. And you have to go back, right? Oh, now I have to at least at least once. At least once, (laughs) more than once. Oh God, here we go. Yeah, and it's, it's just being, it's so valuable to see a life experience, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I think I want to give you this time to talk about, because we always do an outro to talk about your music. Um, I want to give you this moment to talk about your music. I want you to talk about Radiate, and where can we find your music? Well, as you guys know, that the song... An intro and outro of this podcast is one of my works, and it's called Radiate, and it's it. going to be released as a single at some point. It's July 2020 now, and it should be released as a single, at, not at the end of this year, maybe next year. I'm also recording it an entire full length, too, so um, Radiate's ready, and I'm still trying to decide... Um, that's going to be part of the record because it is a little different than the other songs on the that I'm recording right now. It's my fave. So, so yeah. Personally, mm. it's about it's like well, you guys don't hear the lyrics, but it's about how like women radiate and yeah. I mean, are I, wonderful. I I thought it'd be interesting to write a song where like you know you, you I write about a, adoring a woman, but it has nothing to do with the way she looks. Mm-hmm. I love that concept. So, um, and about everything that she does. Yeah, and it was mildly inspired by your mom, right? Yeah, when I when I think of the song, I, I don't think that I initially wanted to write something about my mother, but when I think of the song, it kind of is, you know, I can see it being sort of wholly devoted or even just a homage to her, really, mm-hmm. you know. So. Yeah, she does radiate, yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait for it to be released personally. Um, obviously, Judah gave me a cut of it for the podcast way before so I will let you guys know when it's officially released since you are used to hearing it mm-hmm. and hearing the lyrics and everything together is like a super special treat. So, yeah. So can, where can we find your music? Well, I am all over Apple Music and Spotify and SoundCloud and um, Pandora. I'm, I'm everywhere. But it, the shortcut is to just go to judakimmusic.com and it takes you everywhere oh youtube as well and you know so it takes you to all the places that i have mentioned yeah so you can pick your uh you can pick your poison on the site (laughs) and what's your instagram uh it's judah kim judah kim music yes so go ahead and follow judah if you feel so inclined and again just want to plug wandery travel you can find us at the wandery travel on instagram and ana pod on twitter and if you want to go to our website which we are again it's almost ready it's published but we're still working on it um you can go to wanderytravel.com and by the time this is released hopefully i will have the blog post ready to go but if not just keep an eye out we are working on getting them moved over so yeah i think that's it for today okay well yeah i had a good time yeah me too anytime 
next time we go on a trip, we will revisit this. Sounds great. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye.